How exactly is AI going to impact indie game developers and freelance artists in 2024 and beyond? And what can you expect from Starsoft Entertainment's upcoming action-adventure platformer game savior? Let's take a closer look. AI in 2023, it absolutely exploded, right? And it was crazy to see, and there's so much potential, and there's so much expansion of it that's going to happen in 2024. So I guess for you specifically, as an artist in the industry, it definitely affects the art side of things and a whole bunch of other parts of development. So what excites you about it? What doesn't excite you about it? And, and what do you see AI or where do you see AI having a place in game development in the future? I mean, I think it's going to have a place in every industry uh, that I think of going forward. I definitely had a moment where I just start, I started playing with Midjourney for the first time through Discord, just typing in random nonsense and having it create a full, incredible illustration, mm -hmm. four of them at a time. But then I, I went on Pinterest and could do almost the same thing. For art, it, I think it's gonna have an impact, especially if you can start to really dial it in tightly. It's mm. like, yeah, I could train it to adopt our art style, yeah. um, really knock out some great pixel art. That could speed up development that I can't imagine how much hope that could be. From your perspective as an artist, when you see a pic, if you put an AI picture right next to a regular picture and, you know, it was the same picture of the same thing, but one was generated by AI and one was some a picture that somebody created or took or something along that line. Do you think that people can tell the difference between the two right now? I'm like, I know that's kind of a general question because some AI is better than others, but like across the board, do you think that people can still tell the difference between something created by AI and people? I don't think I can. You know, I can't speak for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's probably people out there that can spot that. What does that do to the art side of the gaming world, though, right? If you have all this AI-generated content now that people can lean into, like, how does that impact freelance artists who work on games and stuff like that? I mean, that's got to have some kind of impact, right? I'm sure it's going to shrink the amount of work that's out there. I think a lot of, I mean, so much work is just, I mean, I, I was a contractor for over a decade and mm. worked at companies for another decade before that. Yeah. So much work we did just creating generic stuff. Like, mm. we need eight different crates. We need a wood crate. We need a metal crate. Yeah. We'll just make crates for the next month. That stuff, I don't think people care if it's made by a person. I think for good games, you have art directors and concept artists that are really trying to nail a consistent style. Um, and I think that's harder for AI to do well. I, I want to believe that there's always going to be a fingerprint of love, like love's the missing ingredient. I would say, you know, in the same line of thought, right? With artists and AI in the game development world, I mean, you saw the the actors' strike and the um, the writers' strike and on the movie side of things or the TV side, of the entertainment side of things, right? In twenty three, and both of those disputes, ultimately, those contracts included like AI uh, verbiage in them. Like, so like they all had this verbiage in there to try to make sure that their jobs were safe. And I think, obviously, in the indie world, that's impossible, but. In AAA, I don't see any anybody talking about that, right? Where it's like, let's put something in place to keep our job safe in like 10 years, 15 years, whatever. And it's interesting to see, and it's a little, I wouldn't say it's a lot concerning because we're still in the early stages, and I think there'll always be a need for people to be in every aspect of the industry, but it is somewhat concerning that like people are taking more advantage of the early stages of AI in terms of like protecting the future of their side of the industry, right? I mean, I'm kind of in a unique position because I'm like a company owner. The advantages of having 
the ability to create content more cheaply is that helps me yeah but i'm also i've also been an artist for <laughs> you know most of my career you know there's always a good chance i'll have to go back to contracting yeah finding that the jobs have all dried up because they're being done by computers seems like a definitely a possibility it's something that we're going to have to pay more attention to in the future but i think to your point like it's well past the beginning stages and i think in the next five years ai will be dramatically different than it is now and in ways that i don't think even we can really understand at this point right you got like elon musk talking about like the ai the ai chips in your brain or whatever that they put in there and like you can just talk to people without even saying anything all this crazy stuff and it's just like it sounds wild but then you think about it you think about how fast ai has kind of evolved and you're like well i don't know is it like right now ai to your point is only as smart as the people who input data into it but in the future maybe that changes i don't know so you know there's there's definitely a relationship between how good ai is and and how good the programmers are but the people that were training the ais that now can beat every human on the planet at chess and go that computer is vastly smarter at the thing that it's been it trained itself basically it yeah kind of like took off and i think that's the fear around mm-hmm. ai is that machine learning is kind of unintuitive to us mm-hmm. and so fast like it it went from not being able to beat people at go to mm-hmm. being able to beat everybody at go in like a weekend <laughs> yes <laughs> it seems like it's had a hard time getting out of the uncanny valley on the art, art side mm-hmm. i'm just thinking of the of the end of mandalorian season two virtual luke shows up and just isn't right yep but when it does get facial expressions right there's you, you feel like there's a, a soul inside of it it's a little of a better term it's a little different uh, right it, i think it's gonna be pretty terrifying the art style in this game how do you approach the pixel art side of this thing? yeah we have a weird um art path where i'm, I'm using super antiquated 3d modeling software to build the world like all of our worlds are built in uh, an autodesk program that's not even supported anymore and then we export them into unity so Mm -hmm. unity isn't actually really involved it just sort of displays the 3d art it's you know driving all of actor movement i see okay we're using the engine so we're just not using their sort of production tool but as a game developer, right, what would you say about like the hardest element of your title, like the hardest element to create and develop? Yeah, this project wouldn't have happened without Rob, our concept artist, who's also a very talented 3D animator and modeler. Mm-hmm. I mean, we designed the dragon together, but he, he ended up building it in 3D. Then David, our pixel animator, mm-hmm. took that and painted the frames. It was just a colossal amount of work. On the art side, that that was huge. Yeah, huge undertaking. I think it'll be worth it, like being able to fly dragons. And then on the on the programming side, this is kind of a guess, but we had years of built up technical debt where the player loop um, was just three thousand lines of if then statements. But eventually, Sean S mm-hmm. came along and uh, did a big refactor of player code while he was also trying to get um, stair combat working. Didn't seem like that going into it, but just the permutations of how that set up is is nuts. Oh, so that, I think that was the hardest thing that we tried to do on, on the codes. It sounds like there's a lot that goes into that. And it shows with your project. I mean, your project, like I said, it's something that catches your eye. And, and there's a reason for that because there was a lot of effort that got put into it on the back end of things. Even if you have the most stellar gameplay ever, getting people to care about it, pretty tough. Yeah. Definitely tougher if you don't have catchy visuals. And it doesn't have to be AAA 
shader crazy stuff. Give, so we've talked about all aspects of this game in terms of the technical side, in terms of you know, broader topics, but what about just drilling down into Savior itself, right? Talk to me about what people can expect, kind of the game world, gameplay itself, what makes this game special, what makes this game unique compared to other titles out there. Just kind of give me that overview for this game. Kind of at its core, it's a, it's a game about bridge building, both figuratively and literally. The game kind of starts starts you off in areas that have been wrecked by conflict, skirmishes, uh, disease, power outages. Everything's kind of wrecked. It's your job to restore power, find the people that have run off, uh, repair structures and actual bridges, kind of put society back together. Uh, combat was a really important piece of it. I never really played a game that uh, either side scroller that where I felt like the combat was really realistic. Like the give and take was was really it felt intuitive tight yeah and connected and i always wanted a real clean dodge and and then clean like parries where your weapons line up pixel perfect uh connections Mm -hmm. really satisfying can i say really quickly with your game as i was looking at the footage for it there was a scene on one of your steam page videos where i it's like the character is fighting a much larger figure and they like slide underneath the figure with the figure has a hammer and they swing the hammer and they miss the character and then one of the other enemy guys is chasing them and they hit the enemy guy and he like collapses off to the side on the camera and i don't know why but that just felt so intuitive and fun and it was like this really interesting touch that like it just it made me smile and i was like yeah this this is a pretty cool like attention to detail and it's just fun to see something like that that's a big piece of it like Mm -hmm. uh actor on actor the Mm -hmm. actors are agnostic to whether they're fighting player or another actor so Mm -hmm. you'll have you have a couple different disparate factions yeah. that don't like each other. Mm-hmm. They don't like the player either, but they don't like each other. Yeah. And so they'll fight whoever's nearest to them. So mm-hmm. you can lead some guys into other areas and yeah. like and start going at age each other. But these there are these hermit crabs that wander around and mm-hmm. they'll fight anybody. Right now it's a little bit of a mess, but I'm hoping that we can get these like interactions between mm-hmm. lots of NPCs that aren't really related to the stories framed in kind of a way where your protagonist, uh, Sam, knows a lot more about the world because she grew up here, mm. but, but the player doesn't know the stuff she knows. Characters will talk to her as though they already have a lot of understanding, Yeah, but they won't go into detail because they wouldn't naturally. She already knows all the details. That's true, so yeah. There, there's no one to really represent the player in their knowledge base. So you'll pick up details. I'm a big fan of uh, some level of realism and mm. especially internal um, consistency mm-hmm. in games so I, I want the players abilities and weaknesses to be evident and consistent mm-hmm. and I want the world mechanics and physics to feel grounded and believable there's some elements that are seem almost supernatural but just like in uh, Star Trek they, they stumble across something that seems supernatural and then they knock down a brick wall and there's a computer yeah. to advance for them to advance, yeah, yeah, yeah. build computer. 20 or 30 years of me playing games I've been writing down I wish this game did this I wish this game did now it's all going into one game yep I like it I like it